0: I'm Jack Edwards. On this episode of the Nessun My Story podcast, Tuka Rask takes us into the mind of a goalie and his journey to find the mental clarity the position demands.
1: You know, when you're 15, living in a small town, and just dreaming of, you know, making the NHL, the, the turnaround is like snap of the finger. It's so quick.
2: Yeah! Yeah!
1: I get really, really mad after the losses. You know, it takes a couple of minutes when you break a couple of sticks or whatnot, and then it's over. When you put that mask on, you stand there by yourself, and, and you're either a hero or a zero.
2: two-on-one
0: for Montreal. Gallagher to Pocanis. Oh! You've got to be kidding me! Took your rest! At the center of it all, calm blocking out the noise taking every moment as it comes even as time has sped by from childhood to old guard status comes
1: back to the experience you know you're you're a young guy and you're trying to make a name for yourself and and you're just kind of like more selfish in that way that you know i haven't made it yet i have to i have to make it and and look look out for myself but then you know you play through the years and and kind of start Realizing that, well, you know, my time is running short here. You know, the younger wave's coming up, and and you're just trying to be a mentor in a way for them. You know, we play for one another, and no, no man left behind. There's no heroes.
0: He learned his craft to protect the fort in a nation with one and a half million fewer people than Massachusetts. Americans, myself included, know very little about Finland. We we know where it is on a map. Not not everybody knows where it is, but (laughs) the smart guys, the smart ones know. What is life like in in a country that is that far north, speaks a unique language, Mm. and has a relatively small national population? Life's simple. You know, I mean, it's. You wake up,
1: you go to school, go to work, come home, play hockey, study, it's just everything and, and the society is set up in a way that, you know, it is easy for everybody to live there, you know, everything's uh, healthcare is provided, school systems provided by the government, there's no stress, you know, Finnish people try to take care of everybody and, and make everybody, you know, feel feel at home or feel comfortable, but it's, it's easy living. As a child, it was, it was fun growing up, you know, you just go to school and you play, play hockey or play soccer and, and uh, communities are set up in a way that a lot of families live in the same area and you have a lot of kids you can play with. Um, you can walk everywhere, you can bike everywhere. Uh, so there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of playing time for kids, which I liked.
0: If you look at the junior uh, hockey progress, of Finland what is the philosophy of finnish youth coaching that is producing this this wave of of tremendous talent
1: yeah i think it's pretty simple i mean when i was growing up we we were allowed to play soccer in the summertime and hockey in the wintertime that's just how it was but then you know when i hit maybe 8 9 years old the goaltending coaching started to become more and more popular and every team would have a coach and our for team- goalies for goalie, yeah, personal coaching, uh, and, and that really helped. Like we would do one or two times a week, just goalie ice. You know, you learn how to pass and shoot and skate when you're at eight, nine, 10 years old and develop those skills. I think that plays the biggest role.
0: Was there a moment in your youth where you realized I can make a living being a hockey player or was it a process? There was a moment
1: when when I was maybe 15 or 16 and the first national team camp started happening and then because I was you know I was from a very small town 35,000 people and we would only play regionally against the same teams and it wasn't a national competition so you you didn't really know how good you were because you were always playing against the same guys and then once you hit the national stage and you play against the best of your age and you're you're still good. You kind of start thinking that well, you know, maybe I could make it to the finish league, and then after that, it's it's a very quick turnaround because it, at the age of 18 you're drafted, and next thing you know, you're you know you're here. So from like 15 to whatever 19, 20 when I played my first NHL game, it's only four or five years. And but in you know when you're 15, living in a small town, and just dreaming of you know making the NHL, the, the turnaround is like snap of the finger. It's so
0: quick. I was in the generation right after the draft went away, and service to country was not required. Mm-hmm. It is still in Finland. Yeah. Can you talk about your experience in, in Finland and being required to serve the country for a year?
1: Yeah, we're not, we're not at war, and, and there's, no, there's no requirements to go overseas or, or fight for your country per se, but, but it is required to go learn. How to serve and I, I did that when I was 18 I was at the uh, Air Force Base and, and my service lasted six months um, it's you just you know for me it wasn't a big shocker because you know I mean I was expecting that to happen ever since you know I was a kid I knew that was gonna happen at some point and, and playing team sports and, and kind of learning in that kind of an environment helped me so it wasn't a shock for me to go to army and, and kind of you know wake up at 6 every morning and and do your duties over the day, but for, for a lot of other kids who have not played in team sports and who are kind of just like new to that kind of a system, it might be eye-opening that, you know, that you know there's, there's discipline and, and you know you have to
0: listen to orders. This next pick belongs to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They need a goalie. Very proud to select goaltender Tuka Rask from Finland. In Sidney Crosby's draft, Rasp went one pick before the Bruins turn. Less than a year later, Boston traded Calder Trophy winner Andrew Raycroft to get him. I obviously
1: knew that Toronto was a great, you know, original six organization and, you know, uh, birthplace of hockey pretty much. And then, you know, when you get traded to Bruins, I had no idea
0: about the organization. Goalie coach Bob Essenza is a connoisseur of
2: technique. His scouting summary? five-star gourmet he uh, obviously impressed us or pressed the management and scouting staff uh, at the world juniors I think we we're in Vancouver at the time so when we actually traded Andrew Raycroft for him the timing was right I hadn't seen him play till I went over to Finland um, I think I first first saw him when he was in Elvis uh, it was at practice and he jumped right off the page to me the report was uh, the then assistant general manager Jeff Gordon read it, and he first comment to me when I got back to, to Boston was, you know, I guess, I guess we can get rid of all of, other, of our other goalies in the system based on your report, and honestly I said, well, you probably can, uh, with no, you know, no slight against the guys that we have. You know, he was the type of goaltender that you could see right away, at least for me, that, you know, he was going to be a good one. September 2007, Rask came to the U.S. The Bruins were
0: patient. Rask was well prepared. Adjusting from the Finnish culture to the American culture uh, still had to be shocking but at least you had the language skills.
1: I had been in North America a few times before so I kind of got a taste of it and then obviously the language, language helps. I think anywhere you go if you speak the native language oh, it will help a lot and uh, that was probably the, one of the biggest reasons I never felt you know being left out or I was never homesick. It was pretty easy to t- transition and then coming to Boston and Providence, they're pretty European cities.
0: Toronto got a look at what it gave up, in
1: Rask's debut.
0: Rask eats that one up.
1: Of course, it was an amazing feeling to win that game and to go into that game. Back door,
0: pad save, Rask.
1: It wasn't that big of a deal of me that
0: people kind of thought it would be, but it was still fun, I liked it. He was slow cooked, not a full timer till 2010. Bluff well, saved by Touka Rask. He is so cool, learning as Tim Thomas's backup.
2: You both have a fire in them and in their belly, you know, in terms of, you know, them wanting to compete, you know, you know, game in, game out, practice in, practice out. Um, you know, both get ticked when they get scored on in practice, and that's you know that's a good thing for a for goalie coach to see.
1: Playing with Timmy, being like the backup, and then going to Providence, kind of like growing into it. You know, I wasn't like I was thrown in the fire when I was 19, unless you're the number one guy. And, Figure it out. You know, I think the team did a great job kind of developing me and being slow with the process, I think, in a bit. And, and that helped because, you know, you can see it from the outside when, you know, when Timmy's playing, he's playing great and media's just roasting him. You don't
2: want to get too high, you don't want to get too low.
1: It's like, it's kind of doesn't seem fair, you know, because you watch it as a goalie. But then you realize that, you know, it's part of the gig. Might you as well to take do the, the, the positives that you can yeah. out of this. That's probably going to be you one day and you better learn to, how to deal with that.
2: After 39 long years, the cup is back home. The Bruins are 2011 Stanley Cup champions.
0: 2011, admiration, education, appreciation. Rask reveled at Timmy time. What was it like hanging your gear next to Timmy for uh, for all those years? Because he's an intense individual.
2: Yeah,
1: well, not maybe at first, but not for me. He wasn't. You know, we had a great relationship, but it was a lot of fun. You know, for whatever, three, four years it lasted. Um, Yeah, he had great experience from Finland. You know, he had played there in a couple of different times. And, you know, we just talked about a lot of that. And, you know, goalies, you know, they're always a little weird, you know, and they get along pretty well together usually. So, yeah, we we had a lot of fun
0: for sure. Why is that? Why are goalies in their own orbits? Nobody else can really understand what's going
1: on. When you're when you're uh, when you put that mask on, you stand there by yourself. You're either a hero or a zero. Cross comes out and takes the puck. It's easy to have that kind of a therapeutic moment with the other goalie, and who, who knows exactly what you're talking about? Because if I'm talking about that kind of stuff to a forward or a D-man, you know, all they're gonna say is, "Well, just stop the puck." You know, just stop the puck. <laughs> Why'd you let that in? You know, it, it's a little bit different when you're talking to a goalie. To a goalie, so it's fun.
0: it's low back into by Caleb Steinruss Richard is Steinruss Caleb scores with 3.6 seconds to go The Rangers win it in sudden death Tuka, you're a, you're a really interesting guy Um thank you I've never seen you rattle. Yes I've never you have seen Jack, you you have seen me rattle so many times no well, <laughs> the they're milk crates Yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. but I've had my moments in the booth as well Yeah so. yeah yeah How did you master that and, and make yourself calm? Or were you taught it or did you learn it from other people's examples? Uh, no, I mean, I, I've calmed down a lot past few years,
1: I'd say. I mean, I would, I would get really, really mad after losses, especially after overtime or shootout losses early on in my career. And, and I'm sure a lot of guys could agree with that. But, you know, it takes a couple of minutes when you break a couple of sticks or whatnot.
2: should have done a stick commercial for his attempts to break those sticks that never broke. And then it's over so then you just
1: pull off and that's it. No sense you know smacking stuff around for half an hour and yelling at the media that's not gonna that's not gonna do any good.
0: Two U's, two K's, two points. You know I was able to make those saves and you know it was a good win for us. You're so open Immediately after games, is this just you, or is it a way of decompressing after the final siren?
1: I, I think it's most likely part of my personality too, uh, but also I think experience, you know, plays in a factor there. You kind of learn, you know, to talk to the media and, and kind of give them an honest, honest opinion what happened in the game. And, you know, I have a pretty good seat. Of watching the game and, and seeing what happened, our cleared the rebounds pretty, pretty good I thought, and you know they didn't have too many second opportunities. I think it helps that you know for the fans if they hear, you know what the goalie saw and, and give them an honest answer. Russia,
0: Boston has, and a Bruins win. They sweep the Pittsburgh Penguins to return to the Stanley
1: Cup Final. I don't know, I don't know, what can I say? It was just it a was great series, we played good. I don't dwell on games or goals too long, and I, I think it's just, you know, what happens, happens. And, and then you gotta be honest with yourself.
0: With a minute 20 remaining, and here's Tape, centering one, score! Brian Bickle from the top of the crease.
1: You know how good you are and how good you can be, and what your level of play should be, so then you just, you figure out, hey listen, that, that was my bad, you take it, move on, and, or then if a guy makes a great shot, it's a great shot.
0: Tap score! Dave Boland puts it in. And all of a sudden the Hawks have the lead. You
1: should give credit to Chicago. They they came back to game one. They were down 3-1 and you know now they came back again. So they it's it's well hurt for them. They say you can stop every puck, but sometimes you gotta give credit for the opponent too, if if they make it plays. And and that's just a game. You know, we make it plays, they make it plays, and, and goalie's just out there, you know, trying to stop everything and, and taking the heat. You know, we made made it a great run. Uh, too bad we just couldn't finish it off.
0: Your personality is such a a good uh, meshing agent with the chemistry of this era of the Boston Bruins. You could stand on your head and you deflect the credit comes back to the experience, you know, you're, you're a young guy and you're trying to make
1: a name for yourself and, and you're just kind of like more selfish in that way that, you know, I haven't made it yet, I have to, I have to make it and, and look, look out for myself. But then, you know, you play through the years and, and kind of start realizing that, well, you know, my time is running short here, you know, the younger wave's coming up and, and you're just trying to be a mentor in a way for them too and kind of kind of teach them the values that you learned from the veterans when you were a younger player. And that 's always been you know the team first mentality for us and for a goalie I think it's it 's even more helpful when you take it in a way that listen it 's not up to me it 's up to us and, and you know i 'm just standing there part of the team and and the thing that you just have to realize as a goalie, I guess that you know your name's going to pop up just because of your position, but it doesn 't mean that you 're any more important than the other guy and, and I think you know past couple of years it's been it 's been working great for us, you know we play for one another and, and um, and, you know, no man left behind. There's no heroes. We just try to plug away as a team and, you know, pay dividends last year, especially.
0: Tukaraz closes out the series with another shutout. The Boston Bruins are ahead of the Stanley Cup Final for the third time this decade everyone seems to be aware of when it's his turn to lead we can look back at the 2019 playoffs columbus (laughs) at columbus carolina at carolina Um, there were periods where you dented the will of the other teams when it was your time in the 2019 playoffs did you wake up those mornings knowing it's it's coming wake up every morning like that when it's game day, I think. I I don't know. I wasn't really thinking
1: a whole lot. It was just game after game. and You play, and and like I said earlier, you know, like the mentality we had, it was just, you know, next man up and no no heroes. We just play as a team. And you just play, and you show up, work at your hardest, and and then see where that leads. And, you know, that led Game 7 of the Finals. (laughs) <laughs> She's gone. Actually, it's kind of fun. So I get to sleep in your bed. <laughs> yeah, right. Down the sleeper, I know. Every time I'm away, you sleep in my bed, and then I come home, and then there's no room to sleep. No. And I have to sleep yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs>
0: Is it fatherhood that's changed you?
1: Is it? Yeah, I'm sure. Well. Yeah, I got two little girls, five and three, so that'll teach you a little patience for sure. I mean, that's that's a big part of it. Um, and then also, you know, like, realizing that, you know, there's more important things in life than than just hockey. You know, you're a young guy trying to make it, and hockey's the only thing you got. You know, it's like do or die every day, and, and you kind of, you're in it so, so hard that, you know, you kind of get blindfolded by the real life, you know, that you don't see anything else than hockey. But, you know, once you have family, I think, kind of changes your perspective a little bit.
0: And the winner of the 2014 Vezina Trophy is... Tuka
2: Rask.
1: I guess you dream about winning winning the Stanley Cup, you don't really dream about winning,
0: winning these, these kind of trophies, but uh, uh, it's just it's a pretty good feeling, though. Do the numbers mean a lot to you? Because you're the all-time leader of an original six franchise in goalie starts and goalie wins. Two U's, two K's, two points for Mr. 500. There's a list of, of two Rask records that's going to stand for a long, long time. And you're not close to done.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I've been privileged to play in the same team my whole career. So obviously, you know, you're going to break some records if you're there for 10, 15 years. Um, for me, it's just now i don't want to think about it too much because you know i'm 32 i like, got years ahead of my still years ahead of my career so um i just try to play have fun and and you know whenever it ends it ends and then you can look back and think about you know how fun it was and you broke records and whatnot uh, uh, to me i think it's just yeah they're they're numbers now but you know 20 to 30 years from now, if there's some records still that exist, I mean, it's probably pretty cool to look back. And as for now, it's just kind of like try to go out there and enjoy it, have fun with your teammates, and, and, uh, you know, just let it ride.
0: My story is part of the Nessun Podcast Network.
2: the home for New England sports.